Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Mark Few and the Zags have been insanely busy on the recruiting trail, and it sounds like it might pay off in a huge way in the class of 2025. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. Today's episode of Locked On Zags is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Well, it is a recruiting-focused episode here on Thursday. Happy February uh, on the Locked On Zags podcast. We are talking all recruiting all the time. Seven different prospects in the class of 2025 that Gonzaga has contacted, that there has been reports about. Some of them are familiar names. Some of them are names we have not discussed yet on the Locked On Zags podcast. This is kind of a uh, an amalgamation of stories we've seen over the last week that we just weren't able to get to, decided to kind of round it all up and throw it into one full episode here. We also got a 2024 player the Zags are pursuing an international name to keep an eye on. Uh, all of that rounding out today's show. We're going to start with probably the most familiar name on this list, and that's Isaiah Harwell, because Isaiah Harwell has rescheduled his official visit to Gonzaga. Harwell was expected, planned to come to campus this Saturday, February 3rd against St. Mary's. That was his, or excuse me, his official visit scheduled for uh, to, to see Gonzaga. That has been moved to February 24th, three weeks later when Gonzaga hosts Santa Clara in the McCarthy Athletic Center. Uh, there was hard to find a lot of data on this, but it, there was an injury Harwell has suffered an ACL injury. It is unclear at this point as I'm recording this, uh, at least to me, how severe it is. I have not seen any updates on that. Uh, it, it could be fairly severe. It could be the kind of thing that prevents him from playing high school basketball for, I mean, if it's an ACL tear, tear a, a year uh, entirely, he's a 2025 uh, prospect. There was some rumors that maybe he would reclassify to 2024. I suspect if this injury is long-term for him, that that would not be something in the cards for him to do. Uh, but if he's still on track to be a 2025 prospect, he could uh, be healthy and, and ready to, to roll by that point. Again, that's speculation. We just don't know a lot about that injury at this point, but that does sound like it is part of the reason he has moved uh, his date back, whether it's surgery, recovery, what what it might be that's that's derailing him from coming to campus this Saturday. But it's encouraging that he rescheduled the visit, certainly. Obviously, there's still interest uh, from both sides here. Uh, and that has kind of maintained the case for Harwell. For those who, who haven't, who, who maybe need some reminders on Isaiah Harwell, he is a six foot five combo guard. Uh, he went, he goes to the same high school that Nolan Hickman went to in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Uh, he has listed Gonzaga in his top nine with a very strong list of suits alongside them in North Carolina, Houston, Baylor, Texas, Cal, UCLA, Alabama, and the outlier Idaho State because his father, Ron Har Harwell, played at Ohio, or excuse me, at Idaho State in the 90s. Uh, he is from Pocatello, Idaho, again, playing high school uh, in Utah 
has always kind of been on the Zags radar for a long time. And the Zags have been continued or have been considered the favorite up to this point and him rescheduling that visit, still making it a priority to come to Spokane and come to a game and, and be on campus is a huge sign. And this would be a huge, huge get for Gonzaga. Harwell is, is universally considered a top 10 prospect in the class of 2025. Rivals, ESPN, 24-7 on three. Every single one of them has Harwell listed in their top 10. Also, for those of you who missed it, there's a connection between Harwell and Hickman, not just going to the same high school, uh, but we saw after Hickman had his phenomenal game on Tuesday against LMU, there was a, a post by the Gonzaga men's account, Twitter, or excuse me, Instagram account, uh, showcasing him having a career high in 24, 24 points. Harwell posted on his Instagram story, shouted out Nolan Hickman specifically. Does it mean much? I don't know. Are we reading too much into Instagram stories of teenagers? Probably. But it's a good sign for Gonzaga there to remain the favorite at on three to land Harwell. This would be, again, a one of the top three or four most highly regarded recruits in Gonzaga basketball history. If they were to land a commitment from Harwell, the injury is obviously a huge storyline to keep an eye on with regards to Harwell. But just know that if you don't see him in the crowd on Saturday against St. Mary's, he's going to be coming a few weeks later for that game against Santa Clara. The Zags also appear to be in heavy pursuit of a player we've only touched on briefly on this podcast, I think once, maybe twice. That's Efiosa Oliogu. He is a six foot six guard from Ontario. Uh, he would continue a very strong pipeline of C Canadian recruits coming to Spokane. He's currently playing for Overtime Elite. He is in the 2025 recruiting class. Not quite as highly regarded as Harwell, but he is 38th in on three's composite rankings. Both on three and rivals have him within their own top 25, 24-7 in ESPN. Don't have him quite that high yet, although both tend to be a little slower to adjust their rankings. So wouldn't be a shock if by the end of this, this season and into the next cycle, he's a consensus top 30, top 25 caliber prospect in that 2025 class. Recent post from Joe Tipton, Tipton edits on Twitter, indicated that uh, Oliogo is being pursued the hardest by a, by six different schools. That list included Gonzaga. It also included Alabama, Providence, Maryland, Mizzou, and Oklahoma. RJ Barsh retweeted this. Again, looking too much into social media, perhaps, but it's not a bad sign that the lead recruiting coordinator, or at least a coach that we know has a large role in recruiting for Gonzaga, is trying to indicate to the people out there that they are in serious pursuit of Oliogu. Uh, he has taken official visits to Providence, Mizzou, and Maryland, three of the six schools on this list. Providence right now is considered the favorite. The Zags have kind of made a, what seems like a bit of a late push. It wasn't a known target for them until after he'd already taken some of those official visits. That could be a good sign for Gonzaga. If a player takes official visits and then stops getting pursued by other schools, usually that's because they know he's going to go there. It's just a matter of, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, whatever it may be. The fact that Gonzaga has jumped in, the fact that Oliogo is putting it out there that Gonzaga is pursuing him, those are all good signs. Doesn't mean they're going to land him. Doesn't mean that one of those three schools where he's already taken an official visit isn't going to be where he ends up. Just means that this is far from over. Gonzaga has a rich history of landing high-level prospects from Canada. Kelly Olenek, Kevin Pangos, Ryan, Ryan and Andrew Nempart. Obviously, both came via the portal. Same with Kyle Wiltshire, but that's still a connection that exists there. Robert Sacre, yeah, Pangos is a huge one. Like This is a team that has heavily invested in Canada basketball, and it has paid off in a huge, significant way for Gonzaga, for Mark Few, 
over the last couple of decades. It's not just a recent thing. They've been pursuing Canadian prospects for a very, very long time. This is a really good potential opportunity for Gonzaga to land a really talented player, uh, a bigger guard in Efiosa Oliogu. So those are two big names to keep an eye on. Harwell's been on most people's radar for a while just because of the high regard that he has in that class of 2025. But Oliogu is definitely a name uh, for fans to keep an eye on because he could be a really big prize in this recruiting class as well. Well, Gonzaga has their eye on a 2024 prospect from Israel and a 2025 prospect from just on the other side of the state of Washington. Proof, concrete proof that this team will literally recruit wherever they can. More coming up on that after a word from today's sponsor, FanDuel. The Super Bowl matchup is officially here. San Francisco 49ers versus Kansas City Chiefs. There is still time, though, to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets if you win a $5 bet. This, the app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. You can bet on live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best and easiest way to find popular parlays. Folks, San Francisco, one and a half point favorites right now. Also, if you're looking for future bets, Gonzaga women, 24,000 to one odds to win the national championship. For those of you who've been watching this team at all, I think that's worth the risk. I think that's worth dropping five, even $10 on. If you are with me, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, folks. Still Andy Patton, still Locked On Zach's podcast. And we are still talking recruiting here in a full episode dedicated to recruiting on Locked On Zags. I've got three prospects here I want to talk about, two of them in 2025's class, one of them in 2024. We'll start with Tunde Yasufu. He is hearing from the Zags and nine other schools. Again, this was also reported by Joe Tipton at Tipton Edits on Twitter. Uh, he's a six foot six combo guard wing from Santa Maria, California. He's in the 2025 recruiting class. He is 18th at On3's composite rankings for the class of 2025. He's 15th at On3's individual rankings, 10th at Rivals 21st at ESPN and 39th at 24-7. Again, they're sometimes a little slower to adjust, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him continue to bounce up the list. The 10 schools who are pursuing Yasufu the highest, according to him, and again, according to Joe Tipton, Washington, USC, UCLA, Kansas, Cal, Texas, Stanford, Arkansas, Arizona, and the Zags. That is a very, very good list of programs to be recruited by. Obviously, a player being heavily 
very prominently evaluated by some of these really prominent Power Six programs. He has visited Washington. They are listed as the favorite right now. That tends to be the case when you've only taken one official visit. Uh, he's another bigger guard type that, that Gonzaga is pursuing right now. Uh, and another guy that they're kind of a little later to, it seems like, just in terms of at least when we found out about them on the radar, but certainly uh, a player to keep an eye on as a highly regarded player in that 2025 class. The other name I want to talk about here is a name that some of you have already heard about because he is a local talent. That's Davis Fogle. Davis Fogle is on Gonzaga's radar now, and he's a very quick riser in the class of 2025. And he is from the state of Washington. He's from Anacortes, little tiny town that is mostly known as a port to get out to the San Juan Islands up north, way out over by Bellingham, Washington. A six foot five guard from Anacortes. He is now 73rd in the composite rankings at on three, 56th and on three's individual ranking, 75th at 24-7, 92nd at Rivals. And he's been on campus a few times. He's been somebody who's been kind of on the Gonzaga radar for a while. He has kind of showed interest in potentially going to Gonzaga. He uh, He's visited campus a few times. He was at a team camp last summer. He took an unofficial visit. There's reports that, again, he's kind of waiting for an offer from Gonzaga and that that's one of the, the top choices for him, which is why I think he's really a name to keep an eye on because not only does he seem to have interest in going to Gonzaga, which is always good, but these quick risers who kind of who kind of show up out of nowhere and suddenly kind of move up the rankings. That's kind of been a, an archetype for Gonzaga. Dusty Stromer was like that. Braden Huff was like that. They've had a handful of other players in the, in the past who were kind of rocketing up those boards a year or two before, you know, they, they started college and, and Gonzaga has always seems to be really good at identifying those players and landing them a little bit early. Uh, Fogel's a big guard. He's got great offensive intangibles. The competition level is kind of a concern for him right now when he gets into the summer circuit and starts playing some higher level competition. I think that'll give us a better sense of, of who he is and, and how capable he truly is. But certainly uh, he's been contacted by Nebraska, Washington, St. Mary's, Clemson, Indiana, Louisville, Boise State. Like he, he's far from only being pursued by Gonzaga and, and a handful of non-Power 6 caliber programs. That's a very good list of programs that are interested in Fogel right now. So the, there is some, some real movement for him as a, a high-level prospect and somebody that Gonzaga fans absolutely want to have on the radar, especially considering his previous interest in potentially being a, a student uh, or a basketball player at Gonzaga. Moving to 2024 and going all the way across the world, the Zags have reportedly been in contact with a guard from Israel, Yoav Berman. He is in the 2024 class. He's the only player on this list out of all the prospects we're talking about that would be an addition in 2024. However, similar to Jun Suk Yo, he is an older prospect. He would be 20 by the time he arrived on campus for the 24-25 academic school year. He is a two-year pro currently playing in Maccabee in Israel with their one of their kind of younger leagues out there. Uh, six foot six, bigger guard. He received an offer from Queens University, but he has been contacted by a, a pretty significant list of power programs. Florida has reached out to him. Marquette has reached out. Auburn, Notre Dame. You also have Temple and then a couple West Coast schools, San Diego, Steve Lavin and their staff have made contact as well as Chris Victor and Seattle U, the Red Hawks over there. So another name to potentially keep an eye on for Gonzaga if they're looking to make a splash in 2024, bring somebody into the mix. Not a lot of data on him, not a lot of scouting reports on him. 
don't know how much it means that these schools have just contacted. I, we're not seeing a lot of offers yet, but certainly a player to keep an eye on at least. Uh, what you might notice in the five players that we have discussed up to this point, Harwell, Oliogu, Yasufu, Fogel, and Berman, every single one of them is a six foot five or six foot six guard. They got a type. Mark Few is looking for a certain type of player to add into the mix. And I don't blame him. It's very understandable. If you expect by 2025, the roster is going to look very, very different. Who knows, you know, what the guard room was going to look like. It depends certainly on Harwell. He's a big factor in that conversation, but they want bigger guards. They want guys who, who are fuller, who are stronger, who are, are just bigger in general. And it's not something they've always had a lot of. When you think about some of the great Gonzaga guards in years past, not a lot of them are, are particularly big. They, they had some, Jalen Suggs was a bigger guard. Nigel Williams-Goss was a bigger guard. But a lot of them, you know, the Kevin Pangoses of the world, the Derek Rivios of the world, uh, they were just, you know, six foot, six one. Ryan Nempart is not a particularly big guard. So it does seem like they have their eye on potentially adding some, some size into their backcourt in future years. Well, the Zags are still heavily involved in the recruitment of Nick Kamenia. We haven't talked about him yet, but we're going to close out the show discussing him and another Gonzaga target who have rocketed up the rankings in the past month, coming up right after this. All right, closing out the show with a couple more Gonzaga prospects to talk about. We'll start with Xavion Staten. Xavion Staten is a seven-foot center from Las Vegas. We talked about him last week or a week and a half or so ago as somebody who had just started to get some interest from Gonzaga. He's been pursued by UNLV. He's been pursued by the other schools you'd expect to be interested in a prospect from Las Vegas, UCLA, USC is in the mix, Arizona State is in the mix. He's also got some interest from Virginia and LSU as well. So not just drawing local attention. And part of that is because he has really, really shot himself up on these boards. He is 22nd now in the class of 2025 at 247 Sports. He is 39th at On3. He was unranked like a couple months ago, a month ago maybe. He has absolutely shot up the board's really dominant performance that he has had so far uh, in high school this year. I think part of the reason that he has moved up so much, a lot of these lists are, are based a lot on potential, and he's really raw. He hasn't played a lot of basketball. He's, he's pretty new to the game. But he's seven feet tall. He's got a seven foot five wingspan. He's an elite shot blocker, really bouncy player, big rim runner. And when you're that big and that athletic and you're still playing really good basketball and it's clear that you haven't really developed yet, that is that is what NBA or that college coaches dream about. This is the exact guy they want. You land this kid, you get him into your system, he fills out a little bit more, he learns more about basketball, you develop him, and you can turn that kind of kid into a superstar a legitimate superstar. This is why he is being pursued so heavily. For Gonzaga, he's a perfect fit. Gonzaga's development of big men is top notch. There are not programs that are consistently as good at Gonzaga out there. They are so good at turning, you know, the Braden Huffs of the world into what he's been so far this year, what he's capable of being two, three, four years from now. Drew Timmy was a top 60-ish prospect in his class. Look what became of him internationally. Shemek Karnowski, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, the list goes on and on and on. Killian Tilly, uh, Philip Petrusev, again, it just goes on. And then you go Robert Sacre, Rodi Turioff. Like it is, Gonzaga's development of bigs has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Staten's the kind of player with his rawness, with his energy, his athleticism, his length, his overall size, really obvious fit for Gonzaga if he were to choose to go here. Again, Schools have already taken notice. 
He's no longer kind of hiding the way that he was previously with USC, UNLV, UCLA, LSU, Arizona State, Virginia, with all those schools in the mix, there's going to be some serious competition. But this is a kid who would really fit well in Spokane, would be a huge get for Mark Few and the staff if they're able to find a way to convince him to come up north uh, and come to come to Spokane. But I want to talk about Nick Comenia. We haven't gotten to him yet on the show, despite being perhaps the second most known or second most talked about a player that Gonzaga has been pursuing uh, in the 2025 class, really just pursuing in general right now. Uh, Comenia is a six foot seven wing from Harvard Westlake High School in California. He played AAU basketball with Colby Brooks, current Gonzaga walk on. He has been to Spokane twice. He took an unofficial visit to Craziness in the Kennel in 2022. He took an official visit to Craziness in the Kennel in 2023. Uh, Mark Few has seen him play. They went and saw him play very recently. Uh, the expectation is that they're going to go see him again in mid-February when they're down back in that area, uh, playing their their road games in the WCC. So the expectation is that this is a, a, a relationship that has been very strong and that eventually it will result in Comenia committing to Gonzaga. He has not done so yet. And I know there's been some consternation about that because we've been hearing about this kid for years now. And when we hear about a prospect for a long time and they don't ultimately commit, it can be a little nerve wracking, especially in the NIL era, especially just in an era where, you know, Gonzaga hasn't been recruiting as many players as, as people maybe hoped or expected them to do. So I can get why there's some kind of fear around this, but he's still, I mean, he's still a year out from even going to college. Like I would understand not making that decision right away, but Gonzaga has been very involved. He's been to campus twice. He has not taken any other official visits. They've come to see him play. And UCLA is tangentially involved. There's a couple other schools like on his list, but he has on three again. I, I don't always super buy into their rankings or their prediction system, but they have Gonzaga's over 75% odds to land Comenia. Nobody else really feels like they're in the race right now publicly. Of course, there could be conversations happening that aren't being released to the media that he has not talking about. You, you never know. That stuff could and it probably is happening to some degree. But right now, it feels like Comenia is probably going to be a zag. And like we talked about, he's one of those players rocketing up the boards. He's now 40th at 24-7 sports. He is top 50 in the class of 2025 at every major outlet. Every ranking system that does this has him top 50. He wasn't top 100 when he first came to Spokane, even when he came last year, he was in the top 100 at, at most places or around it, 90s, 70s at some places. Now he's top 50 universally. He's having a fantastic high school season. Probably means there's some more interest being generated, which might be why he's waiting. And sure, I can understand why that uh, is, is a little bit discomforting for Gonzaga fans, but they've been in on him early. They've been consistently talking to him. They have connections on the team with him. They've seen him play. He's been to campus. This feels like a potential or even a likely commit for Gonzaga eventually. The goal has always been Kamenia and Harwell. If they can land those two players in the class of 2025, they have a, a, the, a wing of the future. They have a, a guard of the future. Really sets them up for success right away as both those players could be immediate impact contributors for Gonzaga. That has always been the goal. That doesn't mean these other players don't matter. Staten in particular, huge if he were able to come to Gonzaga. That's a monster potential addition for them. Uh, we like Davis Fogel and what he could potentially bring. He certainly seems invested in potentially coming to Gonzaga. Uh, the other guys, Yasufu and Oliogu, have had some interest from other programs. Gonzaga's maybe not near the top 
of their list right now, but certainly could be really impactful additions if Gonzaga finds a way to flip them and get them to come to Spokane. Uh, so there's a lot of, of intrigue the way that Gonzaga has been recruiting right now. We haven't yet mentioned Julius Halifanoa. He's another target the Zags have, have reportedly reached out to in the class of 2025. He's a 6'11 center from the NBA Global Academy. He is from New Zealand playing professionally in Australia right now. Uh, the most recent report we've seen was from Travis Branham at 24-7 Sports back on January 10th, so three weeks old now. Uh, but it had Gonzaga, Georgetown, and Marquette. As the three schools have, who have reached out, he acknowledged uh, in that interview that Gonzaga has reached out the least out of those schools that Shaka Smart actually came and saw him play. So I wouldn't expect Gonzaga's in the lead necessarily right then, but you never know. Those kind of things can change as well. So the point is that Gonzaga is really, really invested in making multiple really important additions to this program in 2025. And I know that the lack of in, the lack of commits, future commits at all, is concerning for Gonzaga. Nobody committed for 2024. Nobody committed for 2025. But they are out there. They're working the phones. They're visiting. They're they're talking to players. And they're not just talking to local guys. They're talking to international players. They're talking to top 10 prospects, top 20 prospects, top 50 prospects, highly ranked or like uh, rocketing up the rankings prospects. Like they are really invested. And I think we the concern was maybe that Gonzaga was going away from high school recruiting and was focused more on just making additions in the transfer portal. And they're still going to do that. I think in a lot of ways, that's a valuable part of what Gonzaga does, of what Gonzaga has done in the past. The portal has obviously changed the way that, that transfers are, are added and has maybe not put, put Gonzaga at more of a disadvantage than they used to be at in the sense that they used to kind of be using the transfers as a way to bring guys in, have them sit for a year, come in and, and, and play really well. And now they don't really do that anymore. And so it's kind of had to, had to make them shift. But it looks like right now, they're, they're making that shift. And they have a really young team, and I think that's maybe why they're not super involved in 2024. They don't want to add more freshmen to next year's roster. They don't have a lot of players potentially departing the program. Obviously, Anton Watson is outside of that. Could be nobody who nobody else who is leaving. So I think they're planning to replenish the roster in the portal next year and then kind of go hard in on, on adding some younger players for 2025. If they can get two to three commitments out of this group, in particular Harwell, but if they can get Comenia, if they can get Staten, if they can get Fogel, they don't need to get all four of those guys. Two of them would be great. Three of them would be amazing. If that's what they can do in 2025, the future is going to look and feel a lot brighter for Mark Few's team, for Gonzaga in general. And it sounds like they're pushing really hard for those guys. So it's certainly something that to keep an eye on. We're going to be back on Friday's episode all things St. Mary's, getting you ready for the Gales on Saturday night. Going to be an absolute blast of a game at the McCarthy Athletic Center, 7.30 p.m. We'll be back on Friday talking all things St. Mary's to prep for that game. And then, of course, we'll be back next week uh, as we get further into February, recapping that game, getting you ready for Portland in the middle of that week. And then Kentucky on that Saturday. Lots of fun stuff coming your way here on the Locked on Zags podcast. want to thank all of you who have made this show your first listen or your first watch of the day. Remind you to join us on the Discord channel if you have not done so yet. It is free to join. There is a link in the show notes on audio and video platforms. We're talking Zags 24-7. Thanks again, and until next time, as always, go Zags.